Hello everyone, my name is Matthew Samuel Zion. God bless you out there where you are in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What you are listening to is one of the audio podcasts that I do weekly. We've been on a series studying 18 of God's true prophets in the Bible. We're studying who these prophets are. Uh, we're studying how they point to Jesus Christ. We know that all the prophets in the Old Testament point to Jesus Christ. So we also studying um, the significant lessons we can learn from the lives of these prophets. We're also studying, the fourth thing we're studying about them is how to recognize true prophets using them as examples. Um, so far we've studied nine of God's true prophets in the Bible. Uh, we're going to the tenth prophet. This is the seventh week and we're going to the tenth prophet. And the prophet is no other person but the prophet Hosea. Prophet Hosea. Uh, who is prophet Hosea? Prophet Hosea was a prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel. If you've been following this podcast, you'll discover that we've explained uh, how the kingdom of Israel was divided into two, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Uh, we've seen how that uh, Judah and Benjamin were together called Judah, and which is the southern kingdom, and the northern kingdom, which is the kingdom of Israel, called Israel, generally speaking, so um, under the reign of Jeroboam. Now, uh, Hosea was a prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel, the, the one you just call Israel, or you see as Israel in, in, in King James Version, you just say and Ahab was the king of Israel. So Hosea was a prophet during the reign of King Jeroboam II. We're saying Jeroboam II because there was Jeroboam, this is not the Jeroboam that was the, um, that reigned during the time of Rehoboam. So that's why you should know the, um, this is Jeroboam II. So, um, now that is the prophet, the prophet during the time of this king, Jeroboam II, is prophet Hosea, and is the one we're looking at today. Uh, this prophet, his role was to show how the people of the northern kingdom had been unfaithful to God. God sent him to show the people of Israel that they have been very unfaithful to their husband, their provider. In other words, they've married themselves to Baal. There's a, 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 a god, a goddess, or, um, sorry, not a goddess, a god called Baal, and the gods of the Canaan. So they've submitted themselves to that god. He warned that unless they repented of their sin and turned back to God, they, they were headed for destruction. They won't be spared. So Hosea spoke of God's characteristics, his powerful love and justice, and how their practical experience of this should affect uh, their lives and make them return to God. So and make them return to God. Very important. Uh, but we, we see, unfortunately, the people, they refused and there were, um, you, we'll still see more what God asked Hosea to say, if time permits us to do that. Don't forget, the essence of this podcast is to spur you up to study more, as much as bless you, and um, also open your eyes to see wonderful things about God's true prophets that's talking about this series now. So God bless you. Now let's go further. Uh, if you read Hosea chapter 1 and verse 2, the Bible says, reading from the New Living Translation, When the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, He said to him, 
go and marry a prostitute so that some of our children will be conceived in prostitution this will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshipping other gods wow verse 3 so Hosea married Goma the daughter of Diblaim and she became pregnant and gave Hosea a son uh, now, do you know that uh, did God really order his prophet to marry a woman who was a prostitute I know a lot of questions will come to mind reading this because we just read the verse uh, uh, verse, verse 2 and 3 where God commanded Hosea his prophet to marry a prostitute some who find it difficult to believe God could make such a request they view this story as an illustration and not a historical event but it is it is actually an his- historical event something that really happened it wasn't just an illustration uh, this story is not just an illustration uh, it's an historical event that actually happened it happened it actually happened uh, it is difficult to imagine Hosea's feeling when God told him to marry a woman who would be unfaithful to him he may not have wanted to do it God told him he, she will be unfaithful and when you marry the prostitute she will be unfaithful she will even give birth to sons from other men that won't be your own uh, seed that won't be your own children so Hosea was aware imagine this kind of unthinkable uh, assignments that God is giving to his prophets but this points us to recognizing true prophets true prophets do what God asks them to do no matter how unthinkable those things are no matter how hard they, they are for the flesh because it's not really easy for you to know the wife you're about to marry will be unfaithful and God said marry her even before you get married to her and you see God often requires extraordinary obedience from his prophets who are facing extraordinary times God may ask you to do something difficult and extraordinary too. If he does, now let me ask you, how will you respond? Will you obey him? Will you still trust him? Will you still show your allegiance to him? Will you be able to accept the fact that the pain involved in obedience may, ben- be- may benefit those you serve? And not you personally, because this is to speak to the people of Israel and Hosea is the one bearing the pain. You understand? So that's the true prophets. He bears pain just to communicate God's heart to the people. Yeah, passes through a lot of uh, things, often given assignments. That naturally, they may not want to go, of course. They will not want to embark on, but because it's God's will and because it will bless and help the people, they embark on it. They embark on it. So we've seen how that points to a true prophet. That helps us recognize a true prophet, rather. Uh... Now let's let's go further. If you read chapter three, chapter three from the New Living Translation, let me read. The Bible says, "Then the Lord God said unto me, Go and love your wife again. That's after the unfaithfulness. Go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them." So I bought her back. Now we see her speaking. Says, so I bought her back for 15 pieces of silver and five bushels of barley and a measure of wine, even with a price. Are you, are you serious? Someone who is unfaithful to buy her back again with a price. Now that points to Jesus. That points clearly to Jesus. In Romans chapter 5, 
from verse 5 to 6, the Bible says, While we were yet sinners, Christ loved us and died for us. In other words, while we were yet sinners, while we were uh, separated from God, even in our unfaithfulness, just like Goma, the wife of Hosea, while we were yet sinners, He loved us. He came and redeemed us. He paid the price. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, He loved us and died for us. He paid the price for us. That points to Jesus clearly. Remember, these prophets point to Jesus uh, in, the form, in, 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 in the type and in the shadow. That points to Jesus, how Jesus has redeemed us despite our unfaithfulness. Despite our unfaithfulness. God has Hosea to do something uh, almost unthinkable. To buy back his adulterous, unrepentant wife and to continue to love her. That's what Jesus exactly, that's what he did to us. And that's what he's still doing. He's still in that business. And he has also called us into that same ministry that we should love the sinners. Hate sin, but love sinners. Because God is a lover of sinners, but a hater of sin. The Bible never says God hates sinners. The Bible says God hates sin. So, um, Hebrews 1, 7, the, the Bible says, uh, Thou, Lord, loveth righteousness and hated wickedness. You see, and God wants the sinners to repent. God wants the sinners to repent. Ezekiel 33, 11, the Bible says, uh, that he is not willing that any should perish, but that the evil turn from their evil ways and live. Um, you see, the people, the people had God's word many times. The people who she has spoke to, but they felt the impact of those words when they saw them acted out in Hosea's merciful love for his wife. And Hosea, of course, by the instruction of God, told them, This is exactly what you have done to God. For you have turned to other gods and left God, which is your true husband and your, your, your father, your provider, your creator. And now you have turned to Baal. And yet he has still come to ask you back to pay to pay the price to get you back you know but that is more clearly spelled out in our own time and day that jesus has come to redeem us by dying for our sake wow i hope you're getting blessed so no matter how low we sink god is willing to buy us back to redeem us and to lift us up that's one lesson we should learn never you think your sin is too much for god to forgive uh you're never too bad uh, beyond the reach of grace and you are never too good beyond the need of grace i hope you understand that let me come let me come again you're never too bad beyond the reach of grace like you can't be so bad that grace can can reach you and you're never too good for the need beyond the need of of grace you're like this, this guy is just good he doesn't need god's mercy and god's grace is a lie so you're never too bad for beyond the reach of grace you're never too good beyond the need of grace and finally may i say to you that uh god loves you so much god loves you so much and wants to have personal relationship with you as you submit to him enjoy all of god's goodness and grace god bless you matthew samuel zion loves you